Hello, thank you for joining the Camden First Assembly broadcast. We are so excited to share the Word of God with you today, believing that this Word is exactly what He has for your life. So, stay tuned for today's message, and as always, remember, there's a place for you at Camden First Assembly. All right, Revelation chapter 3 and then Isaiah 51. Um, Listen, the joy of the Lord is your strength, and uh, um, especially in seasons and moments like this, man, it's just good. It's good to laugh. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. It brings healing to our souls and to our lives. It's one of the biggest reasons why, especially when you enter into a season of grief, family begins sharing stories, and it doesn't take long before laughter starts to fill the room. Um, and, it's, and, it's, and it's one of the ways that the Holy Spirit ministers healing to our souls. And so uh, a lot of us probably have a lot of different uh, stories that we could share, and we probably will over the next several days. But those moments are uh, moments that bring joy to our hearts, that bring healing to our souls. And it's good. In the presence of the Lord and in the house of God, when you come to church, you should be able to laugh. Because uh, if you can't find joy in the house of God, where can you find it? Amen. There's no place I'd rather be than in His presence and with His people. Uh, so it's good to be in the house of God. All right, Revelation chapter 3. Uh, I'm just going to read uh, this first uh, letter that Jesus has John write in Revelation chapter 3. So we're just going to read verses 1 through 6. Uh, and this is to the church in Sardis. And it says this in verse number 1. To the angel of the church in Sardis write, These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Oh dear. Verse number 2. Wake up. Tell your neighbor, wake up. Wake up. Tell him, wake up. No, you got to say it like you mean it, okay? Tell them, wake up. Yeah, like you're trying to get your teenager out of bed for school. Wake up. Strengthen what remains. (laughs) Strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what time I will come to you. Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Uh, He says this in in all these letters that he writes. uh, to these churches, he always ends it with whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. It's very important for us to hear, to be sensitive uh, to the voice of the Lord, to what the Holy Spirit is saying, to what the Holy Spirit is speaking. That's why I regularly pray, God, give us an ear to hear what you are speaking, uh, because it can be easy in all the chaos of life uh, and all the different things that are happening and all the events that are taking place in our lives uh, that we can miss hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying. Uh, And the Spirit of God comes to lead us uh, into the truth, into the revelation that God has for us, not just today, but every day. Um, as we walk this earth and as we fulfill uh, the plans and the, and the purposes and the promises of what God has for us. So Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 51, verses 1 through 16, it says this. It says, Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness and seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. Look to Abraham your father and to Sarah who gave you birth. When I called him, he was only one man, and I blessed him and made him many. The Lord will surely comfort Zion and will, take with, and will look with compassion on all her ruins, and he will make her deserts like Eden, her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the sound of singing. 
Listen to me, my people. Hear me, my nation. Instruction will go out from me. My justice will become a light to the nations. My righteousness draws near speedily. My salvation is on the way, and my arm will bring justice to the nations. The islands will look to me and wait in hope for my arm. Lift up your eyes to the heavens. Look at the earth beneath. The heavens will vanish like smoke. The earth will wear out like a garment, and its inhabitants die like flies. But my salvation will last forever. Amen? My salvation will last forever. My righteousness will never fail. Hear me, you who know what is right, you people who have taken my instructions to heart. Do not fear the reproach of mere mortals or be terrified by their insults. For the moth will eat them up like a garment, the worm will devour them like wool. But my righteousness will last forever, my salvation through all generations. Awake, awake, arm of the Lord. Clothe yourself with strength. Awake as in days gone by, as in generations of old. Was it not you who cut Rahab to pieces, who pierced the monster through? Was it not you who dried up the sea, the waters of the great deep, who made a road in the depths of the sea so that the redeemed might cross over? Those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Hallelujah. I, even I, am he who comforts you. you who, who are you that you fear mere mortals, human beings who are but grass, that you forget the Lord your maker, who stretches out the heavens and who lays the foundations of the earth, that you live in constant terror every day because of the wrath of the oppressor who has been on destruction? For where is the wrath of the oppressor. The cowering prisoners will soon be set free. They will not die in their dungeon, nor will they lack bread. For I am the Lord your God, who stirs up the sea so that the waves roar. The Lord Almighty is his name. I have put my words in your mouth and have covered you with the shadow of my hand. I who set the heavens in place and who laid the foundations of the earth and who says to Zion, you are my people. Would you stand with me and would you just give God thanks right now that we are his people? Come on, church. God, we thank you today that we are your people. God, we worship you today for your word. We thank you for your word and the revelation of it. God, I thank you today that we are not the people of the earth, that God, we are not the people that belong to this world, but that God, we are your people, that because of the blood of Jesus, because of the cross, because of, of the resurrection that has taken place in our lives, God, we have freedom. We are the children of God. And so, Lord, we worship you today. God, we give you praise today. And Lord, we thank you for your love and for your faithfulness and your goodness. God, I thank you that we don't ever have to fear what tomorrow holds because we know the one who has created the heavens and the earth and he never leaves us and he never forsakes us. We serve the God who makes all things possible. We serve the God who intervenes in every situation and circumstance to fulfill his will and his plan on the earth. So, Lord, we give you glory today. Today. And God, we give you praise today because we are your people, because we belong to the Lord. You are the one from whom our help comes. You are our salvation. You are our defender. You are our refuge. You are our healer. You are our provider. You are our protection. And so God, we give you glory today and we worship you today because we know that no matter what we may be looking at today, no matter what we may be facing today, we are not 
not alone. We have been positioned by the King of kings and the Lord of lords to see what heaven sees, to speak what your word says, to declare your glory and your goodness in the earth. And so, God, I thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness. I thank you for your glory and your presence. God, I thank you for your love and that we are your people. God, we worship you today. We give you glory today. We give you honor today because you're awesome and you're mighty. We worship you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen and amen. If you believe that, would you give the Lord a hand clap and a shout of praise? Amen. God's good. Amen. You may be seated. So I want to share this message with you this morning. This has been a word that has been stirring on my heart. And the title of it is, Wake Up. Wow. 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 Tell your neighbor, wake up. It, I, 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 the, there, is a, there is a sounding, resounding sound that heaven has issued to the church today, and it is, wake up. It is a message that God has sent to the church, that God has sent to the body of Christ, that He has been speaking to my heart, that He is speaking to our heart, that He is speaking to His people today, saying, wake up. Because it is in this day and it is in this hour that God is speaking to His people, that God is reminding His church of who they are, that He is reminding His people who they are, that He is empowering you and I in this season and this hour to remember that we are the people of God. He says, I love that He ends this passage in Isaiah that we read in verse number 16 when he ends in declaring that you are my people. Somebody here today needs to be reminded that you belong to God. You belong to the Lord. God has not forgotten about you. God has not forgotten about what his plans or what his will or what his desires are for your life. He sent his son to die on the cross so that you and I might encounter his love and know what it is to experience the freedom and the joy and the glory and the goodness of God. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. Friends, I'm here to tell you today, there's somebody in this room and there's somebody that's joining us online today that you need to be reminded how loved you are by God. You have been lied to by the enemy and told that nobody loves you, that nobody cares about you, that nobody's concerned about you, that nobody's thinking about you. But I want you to know that when Jesus was on the cross, you were on his mind. When you, when you, in, in every situation, every circumstance, in every season that you have walked through, you need to understand that you are on the mind of the Father. You are on the mind of God. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father interceding on your behalf today. So when it feels like nobody's with you and it feels like nobody's there to support you and you feel like you're in the in the valley and in the pit and in the struggle and in the storm all by yourself you need to remember that when it feels like no one's praying for you the savior who died on the cross for you and I and paid the price for our sins is seated at the right hand of the father and is declaring and calling out your name before him and lifting you up to him I don't know about you I've had some great prayer partners in my life but there's nobody like Jesus because when he speaks, things begin to change. When he speaks, a shift begins to happen. And he's got the inside he's got the inside track and the inside scoop with God. So he's getting a direct line, a direct line of communication. And the word says that he's interceding on our behalf. <laughs> Somebody needs to know today how loved you are. You are God's people. <laughs> you belong to the Lord. Tell your neighbor, I belong to God. The enemy's tried to tell you that ah, this wasn't this isn't in my notes, but this somebody needs to hear this today. Somebody, the enemy has tried to tell you that you don't belong to anyone, that you don't belong anywhere. I'm here to tell you today, you belong to God. 
you belong to the family of God. You have a place in the kingdom of God. You have a place here. You belong in the body of Christ and in the family of God. You are not alone. God is not only, not only is God with you, but he's also placed people to surround you, to help you carry the load, and to help walk with you through the difficulties and the different situations and the different circumstances that you face. The enemy's tried to tell you that nobody cares and nobody's concerned, but I'm here to tell you today the devil's a liar. The devil is a liar, and he will do everything that he can to convince you that God is not for you and that God is against you. But I'm here to tell you today, God is for you. And if God is for you, as Paul said it in Romans chapter 8, who can be against you? Somebody needs to be reminded today that God is for you. God is for you. So it may look like you're facing some difficulties, and it may seem like you're facing some challenges, and it may seem like you're facing some troubles, but don't let the lies of the enemy begin to lull you to sleep, to begin to lull you to sleep, to begin to get you to buy into the lies that God is not working and that God is not moving because it didn't turn out the way that we thought it was going to turn out or because it didn't happen the way that we thought it was going to happen. Church, I'm here to tell you today, God has said, wake up, open up your eyes and see what I I see. See, I am doing a new thing. See, there are my stream, the streams of my spirit are breaking forth in the ground that has been hardened with the oppression and the lives of the enemy. And there is a freedom and a hope and a joy that God is unleashing and that God is releasing right now to his people. If we will wake up and if we will open our eyes and begin to see that God is moving in our midst. The enemy wants you to buy into the lie. <laughs> that your efforts are in vain, that your prayers are meaningless, that your, that your willingness to serve and to sacrifice and to do for the kingdom of God is having no bearing or effect. If he can get you and I to buy into that lie and if he can convince you and I of those, fact, of those lies and, and rob us of the facts and the truths of the word of God, then he will cause us to begin to lull ourselves to sleep because he knows that a church that is awake is a church that is unstoppable. Because when you and I are awake to the truth and the revelation of God's word, there is nothing that prevents us, nothing that stops us from declaring the truth and the revelation of what God has said and of what God has spoken. So we begin speaking the word of God. We begin declaring the word of God. We begin praying the word of God. Not when everything is perfect and not when everything has gone according to plan and not when God has answered my prayers the way that I thought he should and the way that I thought he would, but in every season and every situation and every circumstance circumstance when I'm lifting up my voice and declaring his praises and when I'm lifting up my heart and worshiping the king of kings and when I'm giving him glory not because it's all the way that I thought it would end up and not because it all looks like the way that I thought the plan would look like but because my God is good because he's awesome and he's mighty and there's none other like him because his glory knows no ends because there is nothing that is too impossible for our God he is unstoppable and his will and his kingdom will be be fulfilled and it will come in our lives. So I've got a reason to worship. I've got a reason to praise. I've got a reason to lift up the name of Jesus. Why? Because my, my spirit is awake. God is calling and God is stirring the hearts of his people to wake up to the revelation and to the truth of what God is saying and what God is doing in this hour and this moment. Why? Because when you and I live by faith and not by sight, when you and I see the truth and the revelation of what God's word is, it's the moment that we see his kingdom come and we see his will being done on the earth. It's the 
the moment that we watch the strongholds of the enemy shatter and we watch the freedom and the glory of God prevail. It's the moment that we see the lost saved, that we see the sick healed, that we see the dead raised, that we see the glory of God being fulfilled in the earth. When you and I are awake to the revelation of the truth of what God is saying, there's a shift that happens in our life. The enemy uses the enemy uses every tactic and he uses every every tool that he every tool that he has to get you and I to buy into uh, the lies of of what he is selling and the attempts that he is making to steal, kill, and destroy to get you and I to give up on the truth, on the revelation, and on the on the fulfillment of what God's word and what God's plans are on the earth. But I'm thankful that we're not giving up. Amen. That, like the word says in Hebrews chapter ten, that. We're not backing down. Amen? But that we're standing firm in faith and what God has said and what God has spoken, know, spoken knowing that God is faithful to fulfill His Word and to fulfill His promise. Listen, I don't know what everybody in this room is facing. I don't know what everybody who's joining us online may be facing today, but I can tell you I know for a fact that you are not alone, that you are not facing it alone, and that the enemy would like to lull you to sleep to believe that, but the Holy Spirit is saying, wake up and remember that you are my people. <laughs> you belong to me. So we gotta, we got to wake up. So I want to share just a couple of things. Uh, I want to share just a couple of things from these, uh, from these two passages that we, that we read this morning uh, that I just believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to our hearts uh, and that he's speaking to our lives. And the first, the first one is this. In order for us to, to wake up to the things that God is doing, to wake up to the things that God is speaking, we have to, number one, listen to the Lord. Tell your neighbor, listen to God. There's a lot of people you can listen to. You can listen to Siri and Alexa. Little liars. Little liars. <laughs> listen, they'll have you... You can listen to Google. That'll have you convinced that you are dying and you're not. You can, you can listen to people. You can listen to the news. You can listen to media. You can listen to what, uh, you can listen to what the rest of, 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 the, of the world is saying and, and to the things that are happening and, and, and buy into the hype and the fear and the terror of everything that's taking place in the world today. You can buy into the lies of your past because of your, uh, your guilt and your shame and all of those things that the enemy has tried to place on you, or you can listen to God. I can listen to everyone else. I can listen to what the world is saying and what the world is facing, or I can listen to what God says. I can listen to, oh, somebody, somebody, somebody today, God is, God is changing what you have been listening to and the Holy Spirit. Listen, listen to what the Holy Spirit says. Listen to what God says. What, is God wor what does God's Word say about your life? What does the Holy Spirit say about your life? What does the Word of God say about your situation? Because the world will give you its definition of the things that you are walking through and the things that you are facing and will tell you that this is the outcome and that this is the future, that it's impossible for you to ever be free, that it's impossible for you ever to have joy, that it's impossible for you to ever, uh, for you to ever experience the fulfillment of the Word of God and the promises of God in your life, that it's impossible for you to ever encounter or experience the glory of God like you see others encountering and experiencing it, that it's impossible for you to ever, uh, to, for you to ever overcome the challenges and the difficulties and the setbacks that you face, that it's impossible for you to ever escape your past and your failures and your mistakes and all of these different things. But I'm here to tell you today, those are all lies of the enemy. 
the way that the enemy lulls us to sleep is to get us to believe the lies of the world. To begin to believe the lies of what, what we even say about ourselves and what others say about us or what, or what we think others are saying about us. <laughs> That's a big one. What social media says and what the, the enemy wants you not to listen to anyone and everyone but God. Because the moment that we begin to listen to the Lord is the moment that truth is revealed in our hearts and that God begins to give us revelation and that God begins to speak and that God begins to show us who he is and who we are. See, the enemy wants you to be, he wants you to be convinced that because of your past, because of your sins, because of your failures, because of your mistakes, that you can never be free, that you can never walk in the glory and the goodness and the joy of the Lord. But the devil's a liar. Because what happens when you and I step into the salvation that God has for us is that the old man, our past, is dead. And the new man, our spirit man, comes to life. And we have a, a new identity in Christ. Why? Because we become sons of God. So we're no longer defined by our past, but by who God says we are. Who does God say you are? If you and I repent of our sins and believe in Jesus, then we are sons of God. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. God has called you out of darkness and into light. And his intent and his purpose is to give you a hope and a future. You no longer have to settle for the lies of your past, for the things that people said about you or say about you or the things or the events that are in the circumstances that led you to the place that you are, but to understand that God has called you and I to freedom and that we're no longer defined by our past, by our failures, by our sin, by our mistakes, but by the blood of Jesus Christ who paid the price for our sins, who ushered us into grace, who ushered us into mercy and has presented us today as a part of the family of God, to see his will accomplished in the earth, to see his will accomplished in, in, in our lives, to see the kingdom of God come and the power of God ultimately unleashed on the earth. Because in this hour and in this moment, if we allow ourselves to listen to the lies of the enemy and the lies of our past and the things and the, and the guilt and the shame and all the things that we've walked through, then we will no longer listen to what God says about us. <laughs> That's why Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verse number 1, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus our Lord. Some of us have got to stop living under the guilt and the shame of our past. That's not who you are, and it can't define you. Some of us, have got to, some of us need to turn off the news. Well, Pastor, I was with you till you said that. Some of us need to turn off the news. Fear, 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 fear. Fear. Gas prices are going back up. Grocery prices, inflation, inflation, inflation. War, 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 war. Let me tell you something. The devil's going to do everything that he can to stir fear up in your life, to stir worry up in your life. Why? Because when you and I are consumed with worry and fear, we can't hear God. <laughs> we're so worried about what's happening and we're so worried about what's taking place that we haven't stopped long enough to remember, you know what? The things of this world... The things of this world don't affect me the same way that it affects the people of this world because I'm no longer of this world. I've got a new name written down in glory. I have been redeemed. I have been called by the name of the Lord. What do I have to fear? Like Paul said, for to me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. What is there for me to fear in my life? If all of these things happen the way they say they're going to happen, then what is it that I have to be afraid of? God has given me a mission today, and that mission today is to love the people that he's called me to love and to be the light that he's called me to be and to say, you know what? There's a lot of hopelessness. There's a lot of despair. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of worry, but God hasn't called you and I to that. God's called you and I to have a peace that surpasses all understanding. He's called 
called us to have a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. God's given you and I supernatural strength, supernatural joy, the power of the Holy Spirit, so that in this day and this hour we can say, you know what? You can worry and you can fear, or you can live by faith and experience the freedom that God has established and the freedom that God has purposed to know that He's my provider, that He's my protector, that He's my defender, that He is all I need, so I'm not going to worry about today, and I'm not going to worry about tomorrow, and I'm not going to listen to the lies of the enemy and the tactics that he's using through the media, through news or social media. Some of us need a social media sabbatical. The enemy's trying to use everything that he can. Some of us need to turn off the music we're listening to. Some of us need to shift some of the things in our life. Why? Because it's robbing us from the truth and the revelation of what God is trying to speak in our life. We can't hear because of the lies that the enemy and the world are trying to speak over us. I, on a routine basis, bind the lies of the enemy over this church. Why? Because I know that the enemy is constantly doing everything that he can to bind you and I up in fear and in worry and anxiety and doubt and oppression so that we are not free to be who God has called us to be and to do what God has called us to do. God is saying, wake up. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, wake up. We serve the God who is. We serve the God who can. We serve the God who already has. We serve the God who is always working, who is always moving, who is always bringing about the fulfillment of His will, of His plan, and His purposes in our lives. So for some of us, there are some things that the enemy's been using, and I believe the Holy Spirit right now is just prompting our hearts, that the Holy Spirit is tugging on our hearts. Hear me today. I am not in any way, shape, or form trying to tell you what you need to listen to or what you don't need to listen to. That's the Holy Spirit's job. But I believe that some of us, the Holy Spirit is speaking some of those things and the Holy Spirit's identifying some of those things. You know what? I don't need to listen to that. I need to tune that out. I need to remember what God says about me and who he has called me to be in the truth and the revelation of his word from the, from the power and the impact of the Holy Spirit to walk in the freedom and the joy of what God has said to me and what God is speaking over me and what God is revealing in my life. Tell your neighbor we've got to listen in order to wake up. You know, I think I've shared this before, but I, uh, I'm a hard sleeper. <laughs> Thank you. It's always a joy to work with your sister. It's an honor and a privilege to serve the kingdom of God together. No, it really is. <laughs> we, have a great, we have a great time, most of the time. So we, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So we, uh, uh, I grew, growing up, you know, we had... Uh, uh, in the mornings, mom would come in for a while. She was a school bus driver. My mom has done everything. She's done it all. She drove a, a standard, you know, stick shift school bus with no air conditioning. Um, and, uh, you know, she'd come back after she got done driving that. Sorry, mom, I'm just sharing all your business this morning. She'll be here next week. Uh, she'd come back. Her face was just as red as a tomato when she'd get back from driving that bus. No, no air conditioner. You know, she had the, had the, uh, had the worst bus that, that was there at the school at the time, but she would get up early in the morning to drive out to get her bus and start her out, and she would come in in the morning, and she'd wake us up <laughs> before she left, and uh, she'd come in, and she'd wake me up, and, and she would tell me all these things that she wanted me to do that day, and she says that we talked. <laughs> I don't remember it, so if I don't remember, it didn't happen, right? That's how that went? Yeah. So she would tell me these things, and I would say, yes, ma'am, because that's what you say to your mother and father 
honor your mom and dad, right? And so, yes, ma'am, I'll do that. Yes, ma'am, okay, I'll take care of that, no problem. And, and would go back to sleep. I never woke up. <laughs> um, and and uh, she would come home, and the things that she had asked me to take care of weren't done, and I'd be in trouble. And I'd look at her, and I'd go, you never told me to do that. And she said, I came in your room this morning, and I told you that these were the things that I wanted you to take care of, and you told me that you would take care of them. You don't remember that? And I said, no, I don't. And so after a couple of times of this happening, finally there was a new policy when my mom (laughs) would wake me up in the morning, and she would come in and she would say, Connor, get out of bed. So I'd have to get out of bed, and I'd have to stand up, and I'd have to talk to her, and she would say, are you awake? It don't work all, Loretha says it don't work all the time. <laughs> it don't work all the time. I'd have to get up and move, I'd have to get up and move around because otherwise I didn't hear. I didn't hear. That's how asleep I was. I got to thinking about that and I thought, you know, that's how a lot of us in the church have been. Well. And the Holy Spirit's saying, stand up. Stand up. Hear what I'm saying to you. Listen to me. Hear. Hear what I'm speaking. Hear the truth and the revelation of my word and what I'm saying to you today because you are my son, you are my daughter, and I have called you and positioned you in this day and this hour to be the light, to be the hope, to be the truth, to declare the love of God. God is calling us to wake up, to stand up, to listen to what it is that he's saying. And you know the difference that that made in me standing up was all the difference in the world. I couldn't keep... I, I, I still most of the time can't keep my alarm clock by my bed. Because if I do, in my sleep, I'll turn it off. Turn it off. Not snooze, Randy. I turn it off. I just completely kill the whole thing. And uh, so I would have, when I moved out on my own, there was nobody to come in and say, your alarm's been going off for 10 minutes. Get up. So I'd have to set it on the dresser across the room so that I had to get out of bed and walk, and I would wake up. And I was, that's just how hard of a sleeper I was. And some of you are sitting there, and you're saying, well, he's just lazy. That's his problem. He just don't... He just don't want to get up. That preacher just wants to sleep all the time. No, that's not it. I had, I had trouble. I went to bed till I was an old kid because I slept so hard. Not 27. <laughs> I'll see you in my office after church. It was just, that was just, a, I mean, had to go to a pediatrician. They tried all these different things. I got some crazy stories. Probably too much information. You probably don't want to know that about your pastor, but we're all family. We're all here. So now you know. Um, you know, we all have problems. And it wasn't till 27. I don't care what my brother-in-law says. That's a lie, all right? <laughs> uh, it's 25. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so, but I, you know, I share, I share that illustration because I, I really feel like so many times in the church and in the body of Christ, there are so many things that are happening and there's so many lies that, that the enemy is throwing at us right now that we can't help but be so overwhelmed by that that we struggle to really hear what it is that God is saying. And I believe that God is calling us away from the lies, that God is calling us to a place, and He's saying, listen to what I'm saying to you. You know, He starts that off in Isaiah 51. He says, in, in, in verse number 1, He says, listen, listen to me, you who pursue righteousness and who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. What happens in our lives when you and I look to the Lord, when we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, is we begin to wake up. 
when we turn our attention to the Lord first and we ask God first about the situations and the circumstances and things that we're dealing with, we get a strategy from heaven versus from ourselves or from other people or from other situations. And hear me, not all people mean bad, okay? Not all people mean bad. In fact, there's wisdom in the counsel of many. God has made that clear. God has surrounded you and I with men and women in our lives, even fellow, believe, fellow believers in our lives, that God has purposed them to be a counselor to you and I, to speak wisdom and truth in our lives, even when it's not what we want to hear. Listen, if everybody in, the, in your circle of counselors agrees with you all of the time, be, weary, be, be very weary of that. Be very wary of that. Because what happens if you and I are not careful is that we won't have anyone in our life that's speaking truth to us. You know, I tell our board all the time, we'll, we'll have a, we have a board meeting coming up in a couple of weeks, and, and we've had some change, and we've had some transition, and I'll sit down with our board again, and I'll tell, I tell those guys every year, don't be yes men. Don't be yes men. Don't just say yes because it's easier to say yes than it is to say, well, pastor, here's what I feel in my heart. Here's what I feel in my spirit. Here's what I feel like in praying about this that God has spoken in my life. Why? I don't need yes men. I need men who are watchmen, who are praying and fasting and believing with me and who are watching the angles that I can't see. That are, that are with me, that are helping me to see that. God does the same in the body of Christ. He's given you and I each other so that we can help watch for one another and say, hey, listen, this, there's something that's, that this is a blind spot that the enemy's trying to take advantage of, and I'm here for you, and to speak truth and to speak wisdom in our lives. But understand that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of darkness. So people, especially those who aren't saved, even those that are saved, they're there too. But people that aren't saved, our battle, our fight is not with them. Our fight is against powers and principalities of darkness. So the discernment and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit will help us to define those things. But we have to listen to the voice of God, listen to the voices that God has placed around us, and weigh those with what the Word of God says and with the revelation and the truth of the Holy Spirit. When we listen to what God is saying, we can wake up and do what God has called us to do. Tell your neighbor, wake up. Okay, we're going to go through this really, really fast, okay? Stop laughing. Woo. Number two, put on strength. Tell your neighbor, put on strength. Nobody believes me anymore. It's a problem. Got to pray about that. <laughs> put on strength. Look at this, verse number nine. This is what it says. It says this, awake, awake, arm of the Lord, clothe yourself with strength. Now, this, this section, this part that he's talking about talks about this, but there are several different points throughout the Word of God where it talks about putting on strength. For David, um, after he had, had uh, been uh, in a battle defeating the Amalekites, he was facing them, and, and when they came back to their camp, they found out that all of their, all of their wives, all of their children um, had been taken from the camp. They had, they had all been kidnapped and taken from the camp, and so there was a great deal of... Uh, uh, of fear and a great deal of anxiety that was there, and, and uh, there was weeping, you know, they were mourning because they felt that there was just complete loss as a result of this. And David, um, David was overwhelmed with the grief of that, but then his men were like, Well, you led us away from them into this battle. The Amalekites came in and they took all of our families, and so we're going to stone you, you know. There's a Oh dear. So David was terrified. He was overwhelmed. And what happens in that moment is he, he, he began to listen to the, to, the, to the dismay that was happening around him and to the threats of, well, we're going to stone you because this is your fault that we're in this position. And it, and it said that David, 
basically stopped listening to what was being said, and he put on the strength of the Lord. Uh, He stepped into the strength of the Lord. The strength that God has for us is a strength that is found in Christ. Basically what happened is David reminded himself of who he was because of what God had said. And so it was in that moment that strength, that he strengthened himself in the Lord. There are a lot of times in our life that you and I are going to have to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. And we strengthen ourselves through prayer. We strengthen ourselves through the word of God. We strengthen ourselves by by remembering this is what the Lord has said. This is what the Lord has spoken. If we are not strengthening ourselves, we will fall asleep. If If we are not strengthening ourselves in the Lord and reminding ourselves of what God's word says and the reminder of the revelation of what God has spoken and what he's declared in our lives, we will fall asleep. God calls us to wake up to strengthen ourselves in the Lord because what the the strength that God has the strength that God has essentially provided for us is supernatural. It supersedes the things of this world and positions us for the revelation and for the truth of what God has said and what God has uh, God has ultimately spoken about in our lives. So when we put on strength, what happens in that moment is we begin be, begin taking the word of God and putting it into action. We begin experiencing the revelation, and we begin experiencing the truth of what God's word has said. Isaiah forty one ten. God says, "I will strengthen you." When we look to the Lord, we experience the strength that God has for our lives. Thirdly, to wake up, we have to take comfort. Tell your neighbor, take comfort. Verse number 12, this is what it says. It says, and, and says, I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you fear mere mortals, human beings that are but grass? God is the one who comforts us. Um, this is important for us because we have to understand that our comfort comes from the Lord, not from others. And I don't mean that God hasn't placed you and I around each other to encourage each other, uh, especially you know, in, in a season of loss or in a time of difficulty. I believe that that happens. But we have to understand that God is our comfort, that God is the one that is our refuge, that God is the one that is our stronghold, especially in times of trouble, especially in times of difficulty, especially in trials. Because the biggest temptation that the enemy will give you and I is when we are tired, when we are stressed out, when we are at our wits' end, is to begin looking for comfort from the things of this world. Well, you need this in order to be able to make it through. There's one thing I need, and his name is Jesus. There's one thing I need, and his name is Jesus. And now the Lord, through other means and through other ways, will will bring about the things that I need, the people, the resources, those things. But my comfort is found in him. Because in him and in him alone does my soul find the rest that it needs, right? David said that in Psalm 23, uh, the importance of understanding that it's God who refreshes my soul. It's God who restores, it's God who renews, it's God who refreshes. And if I look to anyone else, I'm going to fall asleep. Tell your neighbor, don't fall asleep. Some of y'all are close. Like I'm hungry, Pastor. I haven't eaten since yesterday and I'm starving. Some of your brothers and sisters are going, you didn't eat breakfast this morning? What in the world? Somebody said, who was it that said a couple weeks ago they were going to make sure they ate their oatmeal or their Wheaties before they came to church? Because... We've had some long services. (laughs) Take comfort, finally, number four. I'm done. Austin, Haley, come on. Haley couldn't believe it. She was sitting there like this. Come on. Number four. Uh, I love this. (laughs) That's rude. (laughs) Yeah. So was Austin saying that I still went to bed at 27, but that was just three years ago. I'm young. 
Verse number 13. <laughs> I hope y'all are going to remember this message. None of y'all are going to remember that. The only thing you're going to remember from today is the story that I shared. Holy Spirit, help me remember. God, call it back to our remembrance. Not the story, the word. All right. You got to be specific when you pray. I found that out. Verse number 13 says this. It says that you forget the Lord your maker who stretches out the heavens and who lays the foundations of the earth that you live in constant terror every day because of the wrath of the oppressor who is bent on destruction. For where is the wrath of the oppressor? The cowering prisoners will soon be set free. They will not die in their dungeons, nor will they like bread. For I am the Lord your God who stirs up the seas so that it, the waves roar. The Lord Almighty is his name. I have put my words in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand. You've been covered today. <laughs> I who set the heavens in place, who laid the foundations of the earth, and who say to Zion, you are my people. You are my people. Think about what you will do for your people. Think about what you'll do for your people. Somebody mess, you know, so the sweetest people that you know, the sweetest person that you know, and they are so sweet. Mess with their baby and find out what happens. Oh, yeah. All the mamas in the room, eyebrows went up. Let me tell you, when mama's eyebrows go up, you better, run, <laughs> run. What? Why? Because when those are your people, you will do everything that you can, everything within your power, within your ability, you will do whatever you can to protect them. You will do whatever you can to cover them. You will do everything that you can to try to move heaven and earth on your own to make sure that they are provided for, that they are cared for, that you are taken care of. My fourth and my last point this morning, we've got to wake up and remember, we, we've got to wake up and forget not our maker. Don't forget your maker. Forget not the one who made you, who formed you, who knew you in your mother's womb, the one who has called you, who has provided for you, who has been present, who is even now working and moving in every situation, every circumstance of your life. Why? Because it's his hand that covers you. And it is he it is He that is protecting you, that is surrounding you and I, that is lifting. My help, it comes from the Lord. So I'm looking up, not around. I'm looking to Him, not at anyone else. Why? Because He is the one who provides. He is the one who restores. He is the one that renews. He is the one that continues day after day and year after year to be the same God that He was in the very beginning and that He will be forevermore. So I will worship Him and I will remember that he is my maker and if he made me then he can intervene in any situation in any circumstance that he can make any way that he can work any miracle that he can do the impossible in my life if I will just turn my attention and my focus on him if I'll wake up and realize that I belong to the Lord because he's put his words in my mouth to declare not only his praises, but to speak the word of God and to declare the word of God over my family, over my marriage, over my finances, over every situation, over my health, over every circumstance. So I declare the word of God. I take every burden, every care, every worry, and every weight, and I lay it at the feet of, Je at the feet of Jesus. I wake up from the slumber, from the oppression, and from the lies of the enemy, and remember that he has called me out, and he has declared 
that I am free. And so my strength comes from Him, and my joy comes from Him, and my hope is found in Him. No, everything in my life may not be perfect, but I serve the God who is. And I've got a hope and a promise that can never perish, spoil, or fade, as the Word says. So my eyes are fixed on Jesus, and I'm awake, and I'm alive, and I'm ready today for as long as He has me on this earth to fight the battles that He has called me to fight, to expose every Goliath and every giant and every stronghold of the enemy and to let every single one of them know no matter what, God wins. No matter what, God wins. No matter what, we are victorious in Jesus Christ. And even in my death and at the last breath that I take, victory is still declared. Why? Because I am a child of God and death has been defeated and I have life that is everlasting and forevermore. So I've got a reason today to be awake. I've got a reason today to be alive. I've got a reason to get up and praise. I've got a reason to get up and worship. I've got a reason to continue praying and to continue fasting and to continue believing. Why? Because the trumpet hasn't sounded and we've not stepped into the next phase of the fulfillment of God's plan and the redemption of the world. So I'll declare His praises because it's His hand that's covering me. It's His presence that's surrounding me. It's His word and His truth that's carrying me. I've got a reason to wake up today. He comforts me. He's my maker. And He makes every way. I'm listening to Him today and what He's saying about my life.